Hey everyone, welcome to The Daily Word. I'm really glad that you've joined me. And for our Daily Word today, we're in the book of the prophet Ezekiel, chapter 3. And I want to share verses 16 to 21 with you. And then let's, let's talk just for a, a few minutes today about, about being and having a watchman for the soul. So if you would, hear the word of the Lord. After seven days, the Lord gave me a message. He said, Son of man, I have appointed you as a watchman for Israel. Whenever you receive a message from me, warn people immediately. If I warn the wicked, saying, You are under the penalty of death, but you fail to deliver the warning, they will die in their sins, and I will hold you responsible for their deaths. If you warn them, and they refuse to repent and keep on sinning, they will die in their sins but you will have saved yourself because you obeyed me. If righteous people turn away from their righteous behavior and ignore the obstacles I put in their way, they will die. And if you do not warn them, they will die in their sins. None of their righteous acts will be remembered, and I will hold you responsible for their deaths. But if you warn righteous people not to sin, and they listen to you and do not sin, they will live, and you will have saved yourself too. So this word here, real interesting, uh, watchman in Hebrew, it's uh, saw, fall. And the, uh, the word, it, it has this primitive root that I think is, is kind of the interesting part about this. It has this meaning of leaning forward, right? And so that, that leaning forward became a way of talking about a watchman, someone who's who's on guard, who is watching so that he could announce that someone's coming for good or for ill, that this person leans forward to watch out for for others. Now, God has called Ezekiel to do this for Israel, to lean forward and to watch over them, to watch over their their souls. As they they turn from the Lord, the the calling that is, that the Lord puts on Ezekiel is that He would warn them about what it is that's coming. God has told him that his responsibility and his calling, the responsibility of his ministry, is not for their response. His his responsibility in ministry is to obedience. Their response will be their response, but he is called to be obedient. That is, to tell them everything that God tells him to do, to tell them. And, and, and here's the question, I think, as we're thinking about how the Lord might apply this word to our lives. The question is, do you have a watchman for your soul? Are you, in fact, watching over uh, men? Are you watching over a brother in Christ? Are you watching over his soul? Uh, ladies, are you watching over uh, a sister in Christ, over her soul? We find this calling on each of us in the New Testament. I'd share with you from the book of, of James. This is right at the, at the very end, chapter 5, beginning in verse 19. Dear brothers and sisters, if someone among you wanders away from the truth and is brought back, you can be sure that whoever brings the sinner back from wandering will save that person from death and bring about the forgiveness of many sins. 
So there is this calling in the scriptures to to watch over one another's souls. And as a matter of fact, this this really was a part of the Methodist movement for from the the very beginning. And as a matter of fact, the loss of this as as a practice, as an intentional practice, is is really, in my opinion, responsible for the decline of the Methodist movement uh, over the last few decades that we've seen. And and what what happened was that John Wesley he would organize believers into groups. They at groups that uh, were, were called class meetings. Those would be around a dozen or so people, and they would have a leader who would watch over all of them. They would watch over each other as they shared what God was doing in their lives. They were praying for each other. They would watch over one, or, one another in love. And he even organized smaller groups called bands. This, this was just three, maybe at the most, four people who were together, and they would they would truly confess their sins to one another, truly digging in to see how is it that, the, that God is, is working, is changing you, applying the word to your life. How is it that God is healing your sin? And, and so the, these, these kind of groups were a part of the Methodist movement from the very beginning and very intentionally, the language was, was used, watching over one another in love. They were watchmen for one another's souls. Now, in our church, the the equivalent of a class meeting uh, we would call our life groups. These are groups that walk through our journey through the Bible together, sharing what God's doing in terms of speaking into their lives, uh, praying for each other as they're going through the scriptures together. How's God speaking to you? Here's what God really highlighted to me. And here's what's going on in my life, how you can pray for me, and, and these, these sorts of things. This really is the place where, where God does, I think, His deepest transforming work is as we are together in the Word of God, watching over one another's souls. Now, uh, real important, I think, to address uh, an issue that has come up in, in particular lately, and that is what I would say is a, a misappropriation of Matthew chapter 7. This is what Jesus says in Matthew 7, uh, 1 through 5. He says, Do not judge others, and you will not be judged. For you will be treated as you treat others. The standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. And why worry about the speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye. Hypocrite, first get rid of the log in your own eye, then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. Now, of course, this has been used recently with the focus on Jesus saying, do not judge. And, and this has been taken to mean that even within the Christian community, even between brothers and sisters in Christ, that we should be sort of hands off in terms of, of morality and, and you know don't judge, you can't judge, whatever you do is fine, it's just fine. And this is, this is not the intention of the teaching of Jesus here clearly. He, he doesn't say, hey, hands off of each other, never try to help one another. What he does say is, don't, don't condemn and judge a, a brother in Christ, let's say, and, and not <laughs> and not actually 
be working on your own stuff. This, he says in the scripture here, get the log out of your eye, right? Work on your own stuff so that you are able then to help your brother with the speck in his eye. The goal is to, <laughs> to not have anything in any of our eyes, right? The goal is to be made perfect in love. It is to become more and more like Jesus Christ. It's to overcome sin in our lives and, and to more fully glorify God. So the goal is not, hey, I won't mention the speck in your eye if you won't mention the log in mine and we'll just live like this. We are called to lean forward toward each other, to watch over one another in, uh, in, in love. So uh, I would say if, if you are not in a life group, if you don't have uh, a small group of faithful believers where you are watching over one another, uh, please do reach out to us here at, at the church office uh, so that we can help you get into a life group and really start living this out. This is the calling of the Lord over each of us. Let us be watchmen over one another's souls. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And friends, till we have a chance to speak again, I pray that God would bless you and that He would keep you.